Hi guys, welcome back to Astrology and You. Today we're trying out a little something different. Um, Our podcast is turning one years old in a couple weeks and we thought it would be fun to change it up with our podcast new solar return chart. Yeah, so first of all, we are so grateful for you guys for listening in for our first year of this podcast. Um, Yeah, and today we're going to do actually a forecast episode for the first month of the new year. Yeah, so hopefully we'll make this like a regular monthly thing, but we're definitely testing it out for January um, where we just run down all the transits to expect in each month and kind of like maybe what signs might be feeling it more than others or what dates to watch out for, stuff like that. Yeah, and also just if you if you like this episode, definitely leave a review, let us know. We'd also just love to know what other topics you want to know for that upcoming year. Um, yeah, like maybe what your favorites are, what you want to see more of, because I know you guys probably have so many awesome ideas, so please feel free to share that with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we got rid of our Patreon Um So if you're listening to older episodes and it's not there anymore, that is done and we're focusing way more time on the actual podcast. So expect a lot more episodes coming your way in 2022. Yes, we are so excited about it. Um, Okay. Also, um, one last announcement we wanted to make. We are launching two courses the first week of January. We're going to relaunch our intro to reading a birth chart one again. And then we're also launching a course on how to read transit charts. So that could be really helpful because a lot of our episodes are about transits. So that's a really helpful tool in knowing what to expect for your own birth chart. Yes. And if you if you have been following us on Instagram, this has been something we've been working on for so long, the (laughs) transit course. And oh, my gosh, it was we put so much love into this. Like there's we cover everything. (laughs) So definitely look out for that. If you're curious to learn more either about your birth chart with that awesome introductory course or the transit course. Yeah. And that'll, again, that's coming out first few days of January, but yeah, we'll probably make more exact announcements on Instagram if you're following us there. Yes, exactly. And we'll put the link in the show notes, um, in January once we've actually announced it. Yes. Okay. So before we get into exact dates for January 2022, we kind of just want to set the stage for like, how is this year starting? What energy are we going into January 1st with? Um, so recently, or actually this is coming out Jan- December 27th. So tomorrow, December 28th, Jupiter's moving into Pisces, which is major. So huge. I mean, Alice and I have been excited about this since it made its first kind of peak in there like last spring. But yeah, Jupiter into Pisces is really at home in that sign and it just functions really well. So those key words for Jupiter of optimism, faith, expansion, just expecting more of that now through the spring. Yeah, like Jupiter has been in Saturn ruled signs, co-present with Saturn since the end of 2019, like since December 2019. And like we all know what happened shortly after end of 2019, early 2020. Um, so it's been like very restricted where like themes pertaining to Jupiter, like travel, feeling free, all those things Maxine just mentioned, free, optimistic, travel, education, maybe all that has felt harder to access or just not, you can't access it at all. And it feels really restrictive. Um, so Jupiter finally going back into a sign that it rules will really let it like expand and like grow to its full potential. 
Yeah, that's so interesting, Alice. I hadn't fully thought about that because even before it was in Aquarius, it was in Capricorn and both of them, the the traditional rulers are Saturn, which is all about constriction. So yeah, that's been a hard placement, but we're moving forward. (laughs) Yeah, so kind of expect, I don't know, I think things are going to be easier moving into 2022 and kind of more freedom to travel and I don't know, continue to get life back to normal post-COVID. Yeah, and definitely looking to see where Pisces is by house in your chart because that will really show that area of life where you might experience that improvement or growth in. Yeah, and like we always say, use whole sign houses for this. Um, That, yeah, once you locate the house ruled by Pisces, um, yeah, that area of life is just where you're going to experience so much like positivity and forward momentum and like opportunity. And I am so excited because it is in my house of work. And I just feel like I feel like that will be feel great to have that feel like just lighter. Yeah, mine's in the house, the eighth house. (laughs) Um, Not the most optimistic house, but it is a house of money. So I expect a lot more money next year. Yeah. (laughs) And emotional intimacy. And definitely like I could see how that could play out. True. Like really good for taking relationships to the next level. Um, I feel like I have one more thing to say about Jupiter Pisces. Oh yeah, that's a transit that goes on until middle of May of 2022. So this is not just a January 2022 thing. This is, okay, it's going on December 28th and it's there for a little over four months. Yeah, so really take note if you um, are curious about this transit, how that might affect you and how you can really make use of this energy because it is something with Jupiter transits where it's it's so easy sometimes in that area of your life where it becomes so easy that it can be, I don't know, just making that conscious effort so you don't sleep through the benefits you can get from it. Yeah, and I, I do feel like there's a lot to Jupiter going direct and then retrograde and direct again and if we're fast forwarding like to the end of the year, um, it will be back in Pisces direct around, I think it's around November. So if, if you don't experience all the growth that you may thought you would in the first part of 2022, when it comes back again to Pisces, the last like few weeks of 2022, as we head into 2023, maybe that's when you finally, um, come full circle with that part of your chart. Yeah. So just leaning into the, expansion while it's there and knowing yeah don't don't put pressure on yourself if you feel like you've missed out on it come this spring yes okay um what else is going on a venus retrograde still going strong for pretty much all of january until the 29th um we just did a full episode on venus retrograde so go back if you want more details yeah um (laughs) but yeah i just feel like i don't know maybe the first few weeks of the year aren't like you living to your full potential or like having things happen so quickly because there is still that retrograde emphasis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also just feeling maybe that there's, I don't know, just wanting to kind of retreat a bit. I find that that is such a theme of Venus retrograde, kind of wanting to go within and maybe work on some patterns that you see come up. Yeah. Like work on, um, I don't how you're approaching relationships, friendships, your finances, like leisure activities, and maybe like just learning more. I don't know. I feel like challenging lessons there, but really like beneficial for your personal growth. Yeah, without getting into it from I'm trying to hold myself back because we do have a whole episode on it. But also like aside from those things you, you mentioned, Alice, too, I was just wanting to note 
Um, we'll get into this more when we it meets up with the sun, but a lot about self-love too. So maybe reflecting on where you might be wanting to value yourself more. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, and then like that Venus retrograde is going on in Capricorn, but so far, like as we've seen in earlier December and like kind of, I don't know where we are now when we're recording this, Venus is kind of the only planet hanging out in Capricorn. But as we'll see in January, there's a lot more planets that are going to transition into Capricorn. And that's really where the emphasis is for most of the month. Like Mercury, Venus, Sun, Mars will eventually move in at the end of the month. It's like all these inner planets lighting up the house of Capricorn for you. Um, Yeah, it's a party there, basically, this month. Yeah, so if we're looking at, um, because this is just like a huge theme for January 2022, we kind of wanted to go through maybe what each group of rising signs might expect from that, because this is like where all of your focus will be this month. Mm, Yeah, and we're starting out the month of January 22. It will be Capricorn season. So aside from all those things Alice mentioned, yeah, it's just, it will be really helpful to focus your energy in these areas we mentioned. Yeah. So if you're a fire rising sign, so like that would be me, um, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius rising. This is all this Capricorn emphasis for all of January and probably more so because like we'll get into Mercury retrograde, but also Venus retrograde. There is some reworking going on in this area of your life, but it all pertains to career and work. So maybe you're making adjustments with how you're approaching your job, or there's a lot of focus on like managing your time better or reworking certain like career goals. Um, but I just feel like you'll be very busy with work, but also trying to be more productive and like handling a lot of, a lot more responsibilities or having things happen at your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a big call for wanting to be more efficient with your time and also maybe aside from work, how you even make money might kind of come up, especially with Venus retrograde. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, What else was I going to say for that? I was just going to throw in like Leo rising with the sixth house emphasis, particularly outside of work. Yeah, how are you feeling that, Alice? (laughs) It's like health focus is a huge thing right now. Like wanting to really be strict about what kind of food I'm putting in my body because of health problems. Mm, Because you've had to. Yeah. Yeah. So really restructuring my diet and how much I'm working out and beginning to work out more. Mm, wow that's such a literal transit for yeah <laughs> so in addition to work leo risings might have that health focus too um and then if we're talking about the earth rising signs um you guys are having like so this earth rising signs is taurus virgo capricorn you guys are having the first fifth and ninth houses lit up with capricorn season um and This time is really about like building up self-confidence, self-esteem, exploring new hobbies, new interests. Um, I don't taking coursework more seriously or research projects. It's really about like leaning into what topics you're passionate about and what makes you, I don't know, have develop more a sense of like who you are, like how are your interests, how do those set you apart from someone else? Yeah, I was just going to say huge for leaning into different interests or curiosities that come up or maybe wanting to put yourself forward in different ways, like kind of trying on different ways of presenting yourself or letting yourself take up more space and express yourself more fully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what earth rising signs can look out for. Yeah. And if you are a Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius rising for all of this Capricorn emphasis, um, I mean, this includes me too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a lot about 
kind of the emotions that come up for you this season. So a lot more of a focus within. So maybe a lot of self-discovery or wanting to transform or leave some parts or patterns or limiting beliefs in the past. And I do feel like this is kind of a harder one, not to just label it as bad, but really kind of if you're not allowing yourself that space that you do need to do some inner reflection and letting yourself retreat, it can be just really overwhelming. Yeah, how are you feeling it specifically? Because you're Gemini rising. How are you feeling it with the eighth house transit? Mm, Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, it'll be interesting for the holidays to have, like, be around people and then, like, wanting to retreat. Um, But definitely that's helpful to know because I do sense that I want to just kind of carve out my more time to relax. Like, I'm taking a month off, which I haven't from work in a year so that'll be so nice to just allow myself to retreat and to like I don't know just build up more sense of what I want going forward yeah I'd say for the air rising signs like mental health and your emotional self like being more of a priority oh my gosh so much and I was just telling you this before we got on here but I've been so emotional (laughs) (laughs) just lately it's just everything makes me just so emotional and teary-eyed so oh my god (laughs) it's not gonna not gonna lift anytime soon (laughs) yeah February will be better for you yeah and then for the last group so water risings that's cancer Scorpio Pisces rising that's a lot I mean, a little bit more opposite. <laughs> so feeling much more social, um, wanting to spend more time in relationship with others and usually a busier season. Yeah, and like maybe more dating or I just feel like when all those social houses are lit up, like third, 11th, 7th, it's there's more opportunities for dating or meeting people. Mm, yeah, really during those. So for you guys, just being super open to new experiences, new people, new opportunities trying to make their way into your life. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. I'm always jealous when the rising sign that I'm not gets the better season for the month. I'm like, I really wish I was you right now. I know. I'll be like, okay, I'll be retreating. Yeah. I'll be like being focused on work only. I love that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of what to really expect for this upcoming month. Because again, there is so much of a focus there. So that's kind of like by um, your rising sign specifically and where Capricorn falls in your chart. But maybe we should also kind of talk a little bit about Capricorn in in general, because there is kind of that those themes of Capricorn everyone will be feeling. Yeah, I mean, I always I love Capricorn energy because it's really it gets you just focused on where you want to be in the long term and how you can create greater greater structure in your life and just get organized and get your life together yeah that's totally the vibe of it and I appreciate it too for that reason it really helps me to feel more grounded too and what my values are what I really want to focus my energy on yeah like gets you thinking longer term because it's I don't know Capricorn's such a serious energy it's like I don't want to be messing around doing just anything like is what I'm putting my energy towards gonna pay off in the long run yeah which I mean it just makes sense too when you think about the calendar new year January 1st this is always the time where people are kind of setting long-term goals for themselves and kind of getting back to business yeah it's so interesting how the like kind of new year parts of the year like the back to school energies during Virgo season 
and then the actual calendar new year's during capricorn season and both of those earth signs are so grounded and practical and like write it write out a to-do list what do you want to do and it, it makes sense that it like lines up with both of those yeah I mean I'm obsessed with pagan holidays too and those kind of all have to do with the astrology and so our modern calendar is kind of lined up with all of these astrology transits and it's interesting because a lot of people have forgotten about that and I was just talking to Nick the other day about this I'm like even people who say they don't believe in astrology like they set new year's goals and that that like shows that astrology works (laughs) I don't know yeah yeah exactly or they like recognize that certain ages events happen um and I'm like there's literally an astrological reason behind why you feel that way at a certain age (laughs) yeah that's so true okay so let's get into exact dates of when exact transits are happening for January Mm -hmm. yeah so on January 2nd the like right away at the start of the month there's that new moon in Capricorn at 12 degrees of Capricorn so that's going to be really beautiful lining up with the new year the start of the new year because it will just give us this really fresh start on that day yeah that doesn't happen every year um where a new moon lines up almost with the first day of the month so it's like okay when everyone is setting those intentions for how they want the year to go the astrology like backs it up so well it's like yes you have a new moon this is a great time to set intentions for the next month um what do you want to be working towards and just getting clear on what you want to accomplish in the coming days oh my gosh it's going to be such a good time to set intentions long term and yeah especially just the support like you said alice because it's not always that the new moon lines up so close to the new year yeah and that new moon just looking at the aspects it's making um, it's forming a trine to Uranus, which is really, I don't know, it's just an easier aspect a new moon can make. So maybe change just comes more easily and you kind of feel more independent or free to make change for yourself. It's nothing, I wouldn't say this is an abrupt or like difficult new moon. Mm, yeah, that's so true. Such a good aspect to be making because basically Uranus is that planet of of change and kind of shaking things up so you might notice that change does come just with a lot more ease Mm -hmm. yeah and this new moon will really kick off like all those Capricorn themes specific to your rising sign and where Capricorn is in your chart that new moon will really like begin that chapter fully and be like okay the focus is here right now and you're about to see events play out pertaining to this area of your life in the next four weeks Mm, yeah, that's so important to know. It really will help you if you don't feel like if you're listening to this before then you might be like, oh, I'm not really sure. But you will really start to feel that momentum of like, oh, I maybe it's not feeling like super energized, but at the same time, just wanting to set those new intention, those new goals and feeling much more ambitious too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for that new moon. Yes. Also, too, just to emphasize, on January 2nd, it'd be such a wonderful time to actually write down your goals long term. That's a really good point. Usually on New Year's Eve, I don't really like go out and party on New Year's Eve because I don't like to. <laughs> I don't like to be hungover. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't drink anymore, but in the past, I don't like to be hungover on the first day of the year. It just doesn't like sit well with me. Um, but so I normally spend New Year's Eve writing out goals for 2022 but I feel like this year I might wait till January 2nd because of what you just said yes 
Definitely wait till the second. And then also that's kind of interesting, Alice, because you made me think the last thing I'll say about this is just that new moon energies typically are much more chill, I would say. And it's like a time to go within yourself. So it'll just be really interesting because whereas a lot of people like to kind of gather in groups during that time, I feel like if you're noticing that the vibe is a little off or you just kind of want to be maybe surrounded by people really close to you rather than big groups, that could also be why. That's so true because December 31st falls on a yeah. moon in Sagittarius, but I didn't even <laughs> on a think waning of, moon. Yeah, because I was like, oh my God, moon in Sagittarius will be so fun for New Year's Eve. And then I realized just now yeah. it's a waning moon, like literally one or two days before a new moon. <laughs> so energy at its lowest. So if you do not feel like going out or doing anything, don't beat yourself up about that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Maybe at least, and even if you do have plans, like carving out time for yourself on the second. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So then moving on a few more days, um, around, there's going to be a few day period, kind of like into first week of January from January 7th through 9th, Venus retrograde. So Venus has been moving backwards through the sign of Capricorn and the sun is moving forwards through the sign of Capricorn and they're meeting at the exact degree between January 7th and 9th. Um, so this marks the halfway point of the Venus retrograde cycle. And because the sun is like combust or just like at that exact degree of Venus, I feel like that's a period when light is shed on, okay, what these Venus retrograde issues that have been at the forefront of my attention, maybe I'm finding out a solution to how to move forward here. Mm, Yeah. And I love Alice, how you usually call that kind of the full moon version of the Venus retrograde period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. Like it's interesting to track um, how Venus and sun correlate in transits. I guess that's a little Mm -hmm. sidetrack, but yeah, when they meet, (laughs) it's kind of, it's a new phase of their cycle together. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you can even think of it just the sun being this, you know, shining so much light on Venus at that time. So that usually is a time where you might have those insights of, even if you're not fully aware of how to solve your problem, maybe you really do see the issue, you know, it can manifest in different ways, but yeah, surrounding relationships or maybe areas of your life where you see you're like out of alignment with your values. Um, again, going back to that Venus retrograde episode, um, But yeah, I also wanted to mention, I just feel like when the sun and Venus meet up, it's literally the sun, which represents the self and Venus love, self-love. I love this transit um, because I don't, I don't know. There's some interpretations that like sun cancels out meanings of Venus and stuff like that. But I actually find it really lovely and that there's a lot of social activity going on or romance. The last time this happened was during Aries season of 2021 so like back in end of March 2021 and that's the same time when I got into a relationship my boyfriend asked me to be official with me so it can bring up maybe there's like a positive spin on the Venus retrograde at this time Mm, yeah important to see how that can actually play out and that's a perfect example of something more positive yeah so I'm excited for those few dates Um, but then next up, we pile another retrograde on to the Venus retrograde, January 14th, Mercury will have moved on to Aquarius and it stations retrograde at 10 degrees of Aquarius until February 3rd. So that takes up the rest of the month. Mercury is now retrograde too. 
Yeah, and just to differentiate, whereas all retrogrades talk about reworking some area of life, kind of reflecting on that area where you might need to grow or kind of switch things up, um, Mercury retrograde is a lot more about reworking communication, whereas Venus retrograde is more about relationships. So they're going to kind of overlap here. So you might notice that those themes of maybe conflict coming up in relationships, miscommunication in them, that kind of thing. Yeah, especially with it um, in an air sign in Aquarius. It will eventually go back into Capricorn. We'll get to that in a second. But this theme of Mercury retrograde happening in in air signs has been going on throughout all of 2021. It's still there for most of 2022. And so it really is, yeah, what you were saying, like, how are you communicating in your relationships? I feel like in Aquarius specifically, maybe bigger more distant type relationships like community activities or how are you getting your ideas across to larger groups of people? Mm, Yeah. And also too, maybe, maybe combining that with technology kind of mishaps at that time. So being really mindful of that. Yeah. Or how are you using social media maybe to get your ideas across and maybe that needs more focus. Ooh, yes. Love that. Um, yeah, and, and then also, too, I don't know if there's more you wanted to say about that, Alice. Not on the Aquarius part. I just wanted to note how the Mercury retrograde goes back into Capricorn, and that's where it stations direct at the beginning of February. So that's important to note because, like, the Mercury retrograde will spend about a year and a half or two years in one um what, what is it called? Element of signs. So it's like been in the air sign. So the air sign houses in your chart have ha- had that mercury retrograde reworking how you approach that area of your life. Now that it's dipping its toes into the earth sign um, houses of your chart for the next two years or so, this is kind of the first taste of that. So Capricorn, that part of your chart has not gotten a mercury retrograde for like several years now because it, it's had to go through air, water, fire, Earth was like back in maybe the early 2010s, like 2014, I think. Yeah, so just kind of seeing whenever there's a retrograde, it really, I like to think of it as it uncovers or kind of digs back up something that's been not working for a while, something you've maybe been sweeping under the rug in that area of your life. And with the retrogrades, since the focus will be on Earth signs um, going forward, it'll just allow you to kind of shift where you're focusing that that kind of construction zone if you will yeah and I'm actually excited because like I feel when the mercury retrograde shifts to a different trio of houses in your chart that's where actually stuff happens the most throughout that two-year period like the second it transitioned back to the air sign houses of my chart uh, for 2021 that's when like I noticed relationship activity happening a lot more um, and I actually got into a relationship and then I've also noticed people where the air sign houses where the mercury retrograde has been taking place when they have that as their work houses like their seventh second sixth and tenth they've been getting the most recognition with work and the most like forward momentum. Mm, yeah so that's important too because the, with the retrograde it also just like brings to light things that maybe you you know, have been a little bit hidden or obscured in some way, like bringing that to the light. So if you've been putting a lot of effort into one area of life or been working a lot on self-improvement, Mercury retrograde or other retrogrades can kind of help with that. Yeah. Okay, that is all I had to say on Mercury retrograde, <laughs> unless you want to add something else to it. But it's it's really not something yeah. you need to be scared of. 
Yes. So exactly. I was going to say the same thing. And we'll likely talk about that more in the future too. So stay tuned. Um, Yeah. And then moving forward on January 17th, there is a full moon in Cancer. So that's going to be at 27 degrees specifically. And again, there's full moons. It's the full moons happen about once a month, every 30 days or so. So This one is really a lot about bringing attention to something that maybe you want to let go of or release. This full moon is pretty intense. Like it's at this, the sun is conjunct Pluto. So at that same degree of Pluto and Capricorn and the moon's exactly opposite in Cancer. Um, So shining a light on all those six house, not six house, sorry, that's for my chart. Um, (laughs) Shining a light on all those house ruled by Capricorn themes that has been going on all month but then asking you to balance it with the cancer part of your chart. Mm, yeah, and I love this. This full moon's going to be great because, again, such an emphasis on Capricorn this whole month. Um, but then with other, whenever there's that full moon, like Alice mentioned, it's going to bring in the opposite side. So kind of tipping the scales toward the cancer energy, which is allowing yourself to be, you know, maybe you're still focused on your goals, but you're recognizing how you can balance that out with, Um, just caring for yourself, like nurturing yourself, being more emotionally attuned to your other emotional needs, that kind of thing. Yeah, I like how you brought up nurturing because that is such a cancer theme specifically too. So maybe that comes up with other full moons, but specifically with this full moon in cancer, like a lot about it will be a more sensitive time where maybe the focus is more on how can I be more nurturing in certain areas of my life, whether that's to myself or my relationships. Um, And you may just feel kind of more emotional than you would with maybe a full moon in Gemini. Ooh, yeah. Great, great point. Like that full moon is going to be one where you want to make sure you you're just spending it mindfully because your emotions might be really heightened or you might feel more sensitive. So important to just spend that you know, with people who, I don't know, (laughs) you get along with well and you gel with. Yeah. So important to check the house rule by cancer in your chart for that. Um, because full moons tend to be the busiest time of month, definitely in the days leading up to that January 17th full moon, and maybe the couple days following it, that's kind of when you can expect the most to happen in January. Yeah, and it's the first full moon of the year. So um, just to note with that, I normally find that first full moon of the year, it's kind of where if you've been working toward a goal, like leading up to that, sometimes you can use that as a check-in point on January 17th this year to say, okay, well, I've seen how far I've gotten since the new moon two weeks ago on my goals for the year. What is working for me? What isn't? How can I kind of let myself be more flexible and pivot where I need to? Just so that way you're not giving up on your goals, but you're getting like you're letting go of maybe a habit that's gotten in your way of reaching that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, this one for me is always in my 12th house. So it's like a lot about releasing and going. That's intense. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Not not my favorite. Yeah, but it is super, super powerful to have that um, just after the new year. Yeah, yeah, that one will be good. Um, But I'm looking forward to the full moon in Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if anyone really looks forward to like the 12th house full moon. But one thing I did want to add is um, like the full moon in Cancer. I was dreading it so much like the past several years just because it was that all that energy in Capricorn and the eclipse is there. And it's finally I'm still amazed like when there's a full moon in Cancer that there's nothing to be stressed out about. 
because it's like it's only like cancer like there's not all that like saturn and pluto and capricorn and eclipses and capricorn and cancer anymore Mm, yeah so if it it, if this has been maybe a stressful year for you in the past you might notice that things feel a little lighter go a little smoother with that full moon than in previous years for sure it's a really good point alice yeah um and then next milestone of january is january 20th aquarius season begins i'm obviously biased um but best season (laughs) ever Yes. So Alice, this is her solar return season. Um, Yeah. I mean, I love Aquarius season too. It's so much about being more fully yourself, I feel like, and letting yourself be just more fully who you are, like quirks and all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it'll help take out some of that emphasis that's been going on so much in the Capricorn area of your chart. And it shifts at one house over to Aquarius. Um, So you may just feel like different interests are coming up at that time or maybe I always feel with Aquarius season in general just more social and more group involved um again it depends on what house Aquarius is in your chart but I would say overall as a sign it is about being more wanting to get involved in a community and like make more friends yeah and especially like if you've had like I would say air rising so Gemini Libra Aquarius you'll definitely feel it be a little bit more lighter at the end of the month yeah, because you've had all that like emotional stuff going on, and then it's yeah. like okay, finally getting Which out of that. Which is so a little. helpful. Yeah, right, exactly. Like this is why it's so helpful to know these transits, because like for me as a Gemini rising, I'm gonna be excited for, I don't know, just knowing that there's an end in sight. If I do feel like really heavy first part mm-hmm. of the month, yeah. I'm so excited for Aquarius season this year. Um. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, what's cool about Aquarius season too, is it really helps you to be more forward thinking. That's another huge thing for it or kind of be very visionary. So usually it's like a really great season for inspiration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like a common misconception with Aquarius is that it's this kind of like all over the place quirky sign, but I use traditional rulers and Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn. So it has a similar vibe to Capricorn season. I just find maybe it's a little easier. It still has this like, what do I want for my future? What do I want to be working towards and being kind of more structured and mindful of like responsibilities. Um, So I just feel like that, that kind of vibe still carries into Aquarius season a little. Mm, That's important to know. Yeah, because Capricorn season and Aquarius season are ruled by Saturn. So you might kind of notice themes carry through, although it might just shift a little bit into feeling maybe like changes are easier to make even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, But then a few days later, January 24th, Mars moves into Capricorn. So again, continuing the transits through Capricorn. They don't end just because the sun left. Another planet is now joining. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like just... Just that like transit of Mars going in is so much more energy and action going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like Mars, wherever, with with Mars and Capricorn, it's really great for feeling like you have kind of more fire in you to kind of go about your goals and work toward them. Very, very ambitious. That's a great transit for that. Yeah, it's really like, okay, put your head down, do your work. Um and take your responsibilities more seriously. And again, kind of going back to the beginning of the episode when we talked about what you could feel with all the Capricorn emphasis, that this Mars ingress into Capricorn will just fully put even more action and energy into that part of your life. 
Mm, yeah, and maybe some frustration too. So just kind of being aware of that in that area of life that we mentioned, you might experience more frustration or a little bit of challenge or conflict. Yeah, and once again, I'm just so glad Mars is not meeting up with Saturn and Capricorn anymore because that yeah, Mars-Saturn is always later. hard. Yeah, exactly. So that'll help. And then the next day, January 25th, is Alice's solar return. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to add that. Yeah, I, I got my birthday So this wish your happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I love solar return part of the year. I feel like I already feel it here at the end of December. Um, mm, it's just yeah, a new I energy. Like such a new energy. It's like you can tend to feel I mean if you're listening you don't know what a solar return is it's basically around your birthday each year you get like your own personal new year like this new burst of energy and it kind of shows where your focus will be for the next year yeah and that's a good point to make because like if you don't feel like you're getting a new energy January 1st then it could be just your birthday is that time of year when you definitely feel a new energy Mm -hmm. that's why I always feel like the around springtime when it's my birthday I always kind of think of that as the new start but it depends on when you're born basically exactly but yeah I'm excited for what's in store once that solar return goes into effect yes me too and then the next day after your birthday yeah (laughs) um on January 26th Mercury retrograde um is goes back into a Capricorn yeah so it's still retrograde till like early February February 3rd but at the end of January, like the last week it's in retrograde, or the last week it's retrograde. It's not ever in retrograde. Had to catch myself. <laughs> um, last week it's retrograde. It goes back into Capricorn. So the retrograde themes apply to the house of Capricorn rather than Aquarius at this time. And there might be like both of those houses, since they're affected by the Mercury retrograde, are going through a period of like reworking somehow or just taking stock in both areas of life. Like, how do I want to move forward here? Yeah, again, like Capricorn (laughs) so much. It's just like a big construction sign is in that part of your chart right now. So again, going back to the beginning where we mentioned those themes by rising. Um, But yeah, definitely with that, it will just help to really focus your efforts of identifying what you want to change. Yeah, because we're ending January with now at that January 26th, Mercury back into Capricorn. Now it's Mercury, Venus, and Mars, and joining Pluto, which has been there for a really long time. All those planets in Capricorn at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, I know Pluto's been there for forever since 2008, but um, I, you know, since it is moving out in 2023, I feel like this is really significant because it's really helping to highlight what transformation has been undergoing over this longer period of time with Pluto. Oh my God. I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. This might be the last time Mars meets up with Pluto and Capricorn. Oh my, yeah. I mean, this is going to be huge. I feel like, cause I, I feel like it will just really ask us maybe even more so than it would normally just to go even deeper with like, what area of life do you not only have to rework, but you kind of want to be like, you want to re regenerate there, kind of reconstruct or rebirth who you are. Yeah, like a push for transformation in that area. That's yeah, such deeper. a good point. I didn't even think of that. Okay, wait. So is that everything? <laughs> that, no. We still have one more thing in January. We're finishing up with Venus out of retrograde. Venus stations direct at 
11 degrees Capricorn on January 29th. And that's the last event that'll happen in um, January that we're going to talk about. But I thought this was interesting because the same day Venus goes direct in Capricorn and that retrogrades over, the moon is also in Capricorn that same day conjoining Venus. So it's fine. It's kind and that's like a couple of days before the new moon in Aquarius that starts off February. So it's that low energy period right before the new moon. And it's all that stuff like slowly getting out of retrograde there in that Capricorn part. Ooh, that's so interesting. Kind of the transition of having been moving slowly, finally having some forward momentum again. Yeah. And I mean, moon to Venus is always really nice for a day. So maybe it's an easier transition out of that sign. Venus going direct and finally getting, I don't know, all that maybe confusion you faced in that part of your life suddenly becoming more clear and just preparing for that new moon a couple days later, once we hit February, um, like a new cycle starts again oh that's beautiful yeah no that'll be beautiful and also just keeping in mind too as we mentioned in the venus retrograde um there is that shadow period so you might still kind of feel the venus retrograde effects linger for the next 30 days yeah and like when while it's stationing direct at 11 degrees capricorn like if you have placements there um at 11 capricorn you're going to feel that really intense because when a planet comes like the retrograde ends it stays at that same degree for like several days or even if it even if it's like Jupiter or Saturn several weeks mm, yeah so just really being mindful if you do have any planets um around 11 degrees Capricorn doesn't have to be exactly but you'll feel it more strongly if it is yeah so that'll be nice I just feel like Obviously, we're going to get to February when we get to February, but (laughs) it's interesting how like the Mercury retrograde will end about three, four days later. No, sorry, like five days later after the Venus retrograde is over. So I love how like those retrogrades end so quickly one after the other. And it's like, okay, February, like really getting things back on track again. Yeah, I so agree. I feel like with January this whole month as you can see there's so much intensity with so many planets focused on Capricorn whenever there's that many planets there in a sign you just feel I mean there's a lot of focus but sometimes a lot of pressure so maybe feeling like you might feel like you're forcing changes to happen or it just feels like a little harder work whereas come February come March like things will definitely be just there'll be greater ease there. So not giving up on your new year's goals too soon, (laughs) basically. Yeah. Kind of just having to put in hard work for most of January to get where you want further down the line, especially because Capricorn is the sign fully emphasized this month. And that's all about kind of delayed results because it's ruled by Saturn, like not getting such fast forward momentum until things start to transition out of that sign. Oh yeah. And that's such a good point too, because Yeah, just really knowing that during this month, the efforts that you put in will be rewarded if you stick with them. And I feel like the shadow kind of, just to touch on this, of Capricorn can be being a little bit critical in in the sense of, I, I find sometimes with Capricorn season, it can bring up, at least within myself, of, oh, like, it's either all or nothing. Like, I have to stick to this routine. How many days in a row can you not do this thing or stick to your goal? But if you fall off your goal, you can feel so disheartened. So just allowing yourself to not be so hard on yourself with your goals. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, Capricorn can be super, super critical. And kind of um, like 
assuming the worst sometimes when you don't need to always assume the worst. Like try to just, I don't know, maybe catch yourself if you go into like a negative spiral of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, yeah, that's super helpful to know. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. end there because I could go deeper down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay. So that is January, 2022. Um, we are going to take a break from the podcast for a couple of weeks because we both need some time off to have a vacation and free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And we're really excited. Again, please, please, please let us know. Leave us a review. Um, if you are able to to let us know what you want to know more about or learn more about with us going into the new year, we'd love to hear that. Yes. And we should be back second half of January. So watch out for new episodes in the new year. Yeah. And also too, if you want to look out for our course, we are so, so excited to open doors for that first week of January. Yes. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you.